Hi, Wine Delusters. In this episode, we're speaking with cellar door managers. Welcome to the Wine Delust podcast. My name's Janine. In this season, I'm speaking to a dozen very impressive women that work in the wine and broader hospitality and tourism industry. Each episode will focus on one particular job and we'll learn what skills you need, the best parts of the work and the most challenging parts. So pour yourself a glass and let's get started. When you visit a winery, it's the cellar door staff there that usually makes your trip there so memorable. In today's episode, we speak to the managers from two very different cellar doors. I'm joined by Evelyn Everson, the cellar door manager at Shaw, and Suzanne Finch from Helm Winery. You'll hear how very different these wineries are, one being quite large and the other much more intimate. You'll also hear that the role is so broad. Yes, there's pouring wines for the guests, but there's so much more to that. Please welcome Evelyn and Suzanne. Thank you, Evelyn and Suzanne, for joining me today. So this is the episode on cellar door managers, and I have Evelyn from Shaw Wineries and Suzanne from Helm. Ladies, can you tell me a little bit about how long you've been in the role that you're in and how you got into becoming a cellar door manager? I'm in Shaw since eight years, but then the, the role was created four years ago. Up until then, Tanya Olinda Gramshaw's daughter, run a cellar door. It's a family-owned business, but uh, they built and, re- and opened a new cellar door in September 2018, and it just took on a way bigger experience than what we had before at, at your normal, you know, standing bar cellar door tasting area, because the, the building was built as a seated tasting experience. So we looked at more staff, um, just more... Um, organization around just running the cellar door and I've started that show in 2015 after my husband and I sold our business in Maron Bateman which was a guest house restaurant so I knew the wine region since 2000 knew the winemakers and just got bored after selling a business <laughs> to go like hello anybody got a job for me and started actually doing some cellar door work with a couple of wineries in ended up staying at Shaw's because I like the family, I like the values they provide and I like the wines. Yes. There <laughs> there we go. And um, yeah, Shaw has become really big now. Mm-hmm. This whole um, cellar door experience is a huge building. It's stunning and very modern with lots of big windows overlooking the grapes and some alpacas down there. And then the old cellar door is now just a restaurant. So Oliville is run by a Create Catering Company. Uh, so that's the parent companies in Sydney. So the Shaws run the restaurant themselves in 2005 and 2000, 2005, 6 and 7. And go at that time realised that they're not restaurant people, they're wine people. Yeah. So since then the, the restaurant's always been leased out. Yeah, But it is independently run yeah. from Celador. Yeah, but just the two venues on the one side. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, so it's so a really it great experience yeah. to come out. Mm. Yeah. And Suzanne, you're over at Helm, and Ken Helm is like one of the founding fathers of the wine industry in Canberra. Yep, definitely. How, how long have you been at Helm for? I've only been at Helm for a couple of years, um, although it does feel like I've been there a lot longer because I've actually always been a massive fan of Helm and Ken himself as well. So I actually was quite a Ken follower for a number of years. 
including always attending the International Riesling Challenge on the public tasting days, which he founded back in 2000. And um, because of that, I've always admired him from afar. And then one day up popped this ad that said, we're looking for a casual person for the weekends because of, mainly because of COVID. It was when COVID very first hit and they were trying to distance people a bit more so they opened up a second room oh. and want to and to enable more people to spread out um well ken likes to call me the cellar door manager i'm not sure whether um, he actually is letting me totally manage things <laughs> <laughs> but i also um, manage the wine club as well now so we've got quite a few members of that wine club and uh, that's a really important part of the business as well so tell me as a cellar door manager What's the best part of your job? Well, I'm, I'm happy to, to talk, Evelyn, yeah, yeah, as yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and in fact, that's the best part of my job. I love to talk. And so I, I find that it, to be able to just talk about wine to people who are always happy, you don't get miserable people in a cellar door. Mm-hmm. Everybody comes in, Absolutely. they've got a smile on yep. their face. They want to hear what you've got to say. There's no, I want to talk now. They never want to talk. So it's all about me telling them everything that I know about wine, um, which I'm always learning more and more from Ken um, because he is absolutely the best teacher. Yeah, and I love to tell the stories. Uh, I call them the Kenisms. Um, I often talk the Kenisms teach people and they love it they absolutely love it and obviously they love the wine yes <laughs> as Suzanne said you don't have grumpy people at cellar door yeah never yeah because you go to a cellar door and I've been in hospitality all my life you know and for me this is some people see it as wine selling for me it's a wine experience mm. yeah and if you have a good product if you like the product it sells itself yep. I've never been a salesperson yeah for me it's about providing a good experience and standing behind the product we offer yeah, and and that's where it comes down to and you know and it, 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 that's when you talk with people it's not like any other type no. of retail no. industry no, you don't have to sell a product no. you're absolutely right Evelyn the products are there for you if you want them Correct. and they always they do themselves. they always they do themselves. Yeah, they <laughs> themselves so yeah yes, exactly no. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so true because um, yeah. I, I did think about the sales side of it, whether that is a part of the personality you need for the job, but you probably no. don't so much here because you no. just need to love what you're selling Correct. And, and then it will sell itself. Yeah, absolutely. Because wine is a product which as long as you can stand behind it or the product you sell at a winery, it, you can sell you know and it's it's a lot of of taste buds and a lot of different tastes out there and yes you go from there but i'm not offended if somebody says oh it's not me you know like okay you know come back next year when we have another vintage yes well as flavor well as ken always says evelyn the best wine is the wine you like correct that's a kenism yes it is but it's the, the the wine with the most gold medals is the wine you like the best and you say as your gold medal wine yeah, I so. always say the best wine is the wine in the glass in front of you. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. So it's it's certainly not a sales. It's yeah. not a sales job. No. Because well, I think you're right also about the experience because people take home that wine afterwards and they always think about the time they bought it mm. and the time that they spent at the cellar door and mm. yeah. think of you guys selling it to them and yeah. buying it from yeah. them and that they obviously brings back memories. I, yes. I, that's what I love about when I... 
buy wine on my holidays. Mm. So what are the challenging parts? Are you... There's definitely um, been challenges for the industry yeah. and mm. particularly for Murrumbateman um, wineries. We've had many years of, of hard times. We've had drought. We've had bushfires. Mm. We've had hailstorms. Random ones. Um, yeah. You know, there's lots of different things that cause problems. It's, it's a farmer's life and a lot of people don't think about that. They think you grow grapes, they grow you pick them, you make wine, um, and it's all there, but it's not. It's mm. a, it, it truly is the farmer's life. And when you hear about farmers who have a lot of hardship, it's exactly the same mm. thing for wineries. They all go through the same thing. And we've had many years. And then most recently with the flooding, there's lots of those types of challenges. I mean, they're not personal challenges, but they're certainly um, challenges that relate to the, the region. Right. They do. But I think for me, one thing possibly could be staff mm. being a big sellable, yeah? yeah. Because I think it's it's as well you the staff you want is we talked about before. You don't need to, in that sense, need a lot of wine knowledge because wine knowledge you can learn. But you need the right personalities. You it's, need you need to leave you a bad temper at home. Mm. You need to leave you a grumpy foot at home. And um, because that's for me, that's personally for me, it's a difference between a sales job and working in like an experience job because the people yes. have the experience. That's their memory. So if you sell somebody, I don't know, a jumper or something and you're grumpy, well, they're still going to wear the jumper. If you provide an experience at a winery, they're going to walk away and go like, well, this was a bit of not nice mm. yeah yeah you know so it, it's that memory you have a lot more memories on a winery experience than if you go to a closing store and buy an item of something mm. that's very true and i find that for me that's that's probably my biggest challenge in to to get the stuff not to not to train the staff but to actually find staff who is agreeable to that agreeable you know because I've go like this is this is the line here and this is you know what I what we expect and but for me again the, the big thing is that Tanya she's Graham Shaw's daughter she's our director and I agree on these things and um, mm. and it doesn't matter if you're 18 or if you're 45 or 50 because we provide an experience and if the customer doesn't get that that doesn't help me that doesn't help us and guess who's paying the wages yeah yeah do you know so that's for me probably what i find being you know mm. we need staff on a I regular have to say, basis yeah you know? i have to say from my perspective i i am racking my brains to think of a challenge mm. oh, and right. i truly <laughs> i truly don't yourself, have any i loved it when i, I, yeah. I was just casual up there for yeah. numerous i loved it yeah. because you know you love what you do you bring your enthusiasm, yeah, and you know yourself. You know, I do. we, we can yeah. do all this stuff, and yeah. and you just go like, wow, how great, you know? It's like, oh, it's good. You look at this. This is not a bad office to no, come to work to, right? Neither is Helm. You know, oh, it's, you, it's it's a winery. Absolutely right, you know? Evelyn. Yeah. It's just you, you come to work and go, wow. Yeah. So that's the other difference because at Helm you have one other staff member with you, Suzanne, is that correct? Um, only very recently yeah. um, we've just employed someone as a junior just to help with um, carrying of boxes and, you know, stacking of, of bottles when we're very busy. Um, it's only been a few occasions so far, though, so I wouldn't call it like a solid employee, not like <laughs> Evelyn has. Casual, yeah. yeah, really it's mainly just me and Ken. 
on yeah. our own. And Evelyn, how many staff would you have working here? So during the week, there's always two of us on. Uh, so if um, Tanya's in the office Monday to Friday, so she is going to be and then plus one cellar door staff. I'm here Thursday to Sunday, so I do all the weekends. Saturday we run at least five staff, and at the moment, you know, three or four on a Sunday. So and yeah. is it difficult to attract staff to come out? Uh, like, are most of the staff live in Murrumbateman, or do they travel out from Canberra? Well, we've been in a lucky position. We've got mm, a lot of our staff here since over two years two and a half years. They live in Murrum Bateman. I've got two or three who live in Canberra. They're normally the ones that just, you know, they're the more occasional ones. Yeah. They, they want to do two, three shifts a month, which suits me really well. And then we have staff that go like, yeah, I really like this. I'm happy to come out during the week. So when you're looking for staff, or, and Suzanne, in the future, if you to get more staff, what sort of, um, we were saying before, you can learn about the wine, but is mm. there any skills or training that you think that the staff should have? I think that um, one of the most important attributes is to be able to adapt because you don't know what you're going to be needing to be doing from one moment to the next. You have to be adaptable and you have to be able to think on your feet. You don't know whether you're going to have people that maybe have had a little bit too much already, that you're going to have to be a bit firmer or you're going to have to suddenly, your FPOS goes down because we are in a country town. Um, Your FPOS goes down, suddenly you've got to work out how am I going to manage um, payments, Uh, might be some manual stuff that you have to do. There's so many things that could just come up when you're out in a a rural setting like we are as well. So you have to be able to think on your feet um, and just pitch in and do whatever has to be done. It doesn't matter whether I am mopping a floor, Mm. carrying boxes, um, stacking them on a trolley. I know the latest thing is Ken wants to teach me how to drive the forklift. Um, (laughs) Oh, have fun. It's going to be a real job (laughs) trade. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a really important. And obviously you have to be able to talk. Yes. And (laughs) I find we've got a lot of young staff. And, again, it's, it's... how they can interact with people who are older than them. Mm. Okay, so for young stuff, for me, as we, you know, if you have uni students, and you know, from eighteen to early twenties, mid twenties, you need to find that they need to be comfortable to talk in a nice way with people. They, you know. They're customers, yeah. and they're not. You can't be friends with your customers. No. But you do yes. have to find a but common ground. But you have ground. to find that yeah. common ground. That's it. And um, and that's probably what's important mm. for us here, and and as well, you know, it, because. And I said to him, "You can say to your customer that you don't drink wine. Yeah, I, you know, that's fine. Don't make up a story. Yeah. about something. You just come and ask any of, of us, and we come. And but, and." Don't pretend you're the biggest wine connoisseur when you're 18, right? Because you go like, what is she telling me? Anyway. Um, I, I did find though yep. I did find when I first started that people do ask you a lot of questions mm-hmm. about wine making yes. and grape growing and I didn't always know the answers but I'm a, quite an inquisitive person correct. so I made sure that I found out the yes, answers yes. correct that's yeah. all you do you know? it, and yeah. so then the next time you get asked that question you've you, got, you the got, you got the answer and I yeah. went and I know Evelyn's done this as well, but, you know, we went and did studies as well to make sure that we had as much 
um, of that information mm. available yeah. to us as we possibly could. And was that the Wine and Spirits yeah. Education Trust? Yeah. Yep, the yeah. Wizard. Yeah. And so levels one is probably just the basic yes. one. Well, I don't and two. two yep. But here, here, you You've know. I've done three. I've Fancy done three. Yeah. Yeah. She's got two <laughs> kids. Yeah, yeah, I've only done two. Yeah. I've only done two, so three, that's okay. Yeah, three's a big achievement. She's Congratulations. A yes, yeah, yeah that's a big achievement. Finally, is there anything else you'd like to add about anyone that inspires to be a cellar door manager like or anything that you wish you'd known about before you got into it or I think that it would be something that I would say to people if you've got an interest in wine and you do have to have an interest in wine um, I I think that that is the absolute most important thing and that is enthusiasm about wine and if you've got that then there are so many cellar doors in the um, not just even in the Canberra wine region, in across Australia, that I can, I am certain, no matter where you are in Australia, that you could go knocking on the doors mm. of a few cellar doors and say, I'd love to give this a go um, and just do it. And who cares if you've got a Monday to Friday job as well? Like there's weekend work is always available. That's my advice, Evelyn. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, I said, you know, for as if you want to do anything managerial-wise, definitely. If you just want to work, I would still say go and work, as long as you have a bit of an interest. Saying that, you know, as I said, I've got a long of young, lot of young stuff. They're not the wine connoisseurs. Three years on, or two and a half years on, they going three and four of them going to explore wine regions. Oh, that's right? so wonderful. They're going to wineries. They're going to grill the, cell, the other cellar door stuff. They go like, well, this wasn't a good experience. So-and-so didn't know this. And you go like, oh, I'm quite proud. Yeah. Because you can pass on knowledge, and, and some, but you still need to know. They need to be willing to learn. Yeah. But I go, you know, I still find I've, I've got... I have customers and they go like, oh, I'd love to work here. And I'm going to early retire. And I'm like, you know, did you, do you think I could have a job? I said, sure, you just need to be solid or fit. And they look at me and I go like, well, you have to polish a lot of glasses. Mm. You know, like speaking in the, you know, a thousand, something like that on a weekend. And you need to walk 10 kilometers every day. Yes, because you're on your feet a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then... And they go, oh, but let me try lots of wine. I said, well, not really, because you're working. Yes. Okay? Yes. And they go like, oh. Yeah. And they go like, mm. So I haven't had, I haven't had any application yet. From your customers? <laughs> no. <laughs> that, that is so true. A lot you of people know? say is that it? to me. They yeah. say, oh, you must taste a lot of wine. No, I actually do not. No. I yeah. don't taste or, the wine unless, unless a, uh, one of the customers says, oh, that wine's a bit strange, and then I will have yes, a quick correct. taste just yeah, to make sure that it's okay. Or, or you would taste, but you then spit out. Mm. Oh, you know, absolutely. It's, it's very different from having a glass of wine mm. or you work with it and, and, and you, you taste it. That's you know? right. I mean, but people said, oh, you would have so much better. I'm like, no. No, you <laughs> don't. You home afterwards. Through the rugged country roads. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and the difference between being a staff member and a manager, like there's quite... That's quite a division there. It Dude. is, you know, it's certainly so for me, and I guess that's why Tony was very happy to offer me the job because it's when you deal with staff, you have to do rosters, you have to do deal always the ups and downs. I think it's more trying to get the overall picture and then to try and work out part of it is from experience, you know, how many staff do I need? What do I want each staff to do? 
and as I said to the staff, you know, they all know there's certain sections they look after. I said, and this is your job for the day. Don't try and do everything yes. because it does not work. As I said, so we are a busy cellar door. The life of hospitality, yesterday we had 180 people through. Wow. Okay? So we had 100 booked in the morning. We have a booking system, so we knew it's going to be a decent day. Did we expect with a day weather-wise like yesterday yes. that an extra 80 people would rock up? Yeah. No, we didn't. Mm. But again, as you said, you react. You smile. You don't lose your cool. The staff motivated mm. to go like, this is what it is. And you have cruisy days like today. But, you know, it's, it's give and take. But it's this... And for me, it is about I have to get my staff that I can trust them mm. yeah? uh, and that I feel comfortable to say, you run it, I'm fine. I don't have to be in there and go, mm, yeah? yeah. So it's, it's even on a busy day because I know we talked about it. We do a lot of, we do staff training normally once a month, every six weeks. If we want to change something, if we put a new vintage on so that they actually know Oh, so what like, so they, they can taste, taste things and they will taste. Yeah. They will. They will. T they get paid for the training yeah. sessions. That's great. Okay, yeah. because that's the idea. You know, I don't expect you to talk about this wine and chocolate experience we're doing, and you don't know what it tastes yes. like. Yes. Yeah. That that's the difference for me between just working at Celador, or then in in a Celador this size that that managerial stuff to to get to train mm. your staff and then obviously hoping, and yes. you know to work well with them so that they don't leave. And it's this how, you know, you work together and um, it, and it work from there. So that's mm. probably a difference. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, that's very much. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. The wineries that Evelyn and Suzanne work at are located in Murrum Bateman, which is in the Yass Valley, part of the Canberra Wine District, about 30 minutes outside of town. And we recorded it out on the deck of Shaw Winery overlooking the vineyard. For everything discussed today, please check the show notes or head over to windalust.com.au. And also a big thank you to the ACT Government Office for Women for supporting this series. Thank you so much for listening. You can subscribe now to get each episode as they drop. You can also check out this podcast on YouTube and see pictures of the region and the people I've spoken to. Go to windelust.com.au, that's W-I-N-E-D-E-R-L-U-S-T.com.au for everything discussed today. You can also subscribe to my newsletter to hear all about my upcoming events and other news. Until next time, happy wine travels.